another episode of Straight from the Mustang's Mouth. Today's discussion is more on the serious side. We're handling the topic of mental health and some of the involving topics around it. For those of you unaware, the month of November is Men's Mental Health Awareness. This month is set to bring men's mental health into light, a topic that isn't always brought to attention but is heavily needed to. Thank you to everyone who has given this month's special episode a listen. If you know a man or anyone struggling, don't hesitate to reach out to the hotlines listed in the podcast caption. Welcome back to another episode of Straight from the Mustang's Mouth. I'm here with one of our school-based counselors, John Sefcik. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you for being here today. Absolutely. Today we're talking about more of a serious topic surrounding men's mental health and mental health in general. So what do you think is the main subject of men's mental health? I wouldn't say there's any particular one subject that really comes up. It's just men's mental health does tend to be different than women's mental health. We know that women tend to be diagnosed with anxiety and depression at higher rates, whereas men are diagnosed with substance abuse disorder and anti antisocial behaviors on a much more regular basis. So it's, and that doesn't mean men can't have anxiety and women can have antisocial personalities. It's just, it occurs at different rates. Why do you think men's mental health differs from women's in the general sense of mental health? Um, I, I think that's a very complex and broad question, to be honest with you. Um, certainly there's a biological basis for it, but also it's just there's cultural factors that, of course, you can't ignore either of the way we have different expectations for what's acceptable behavior for men versus women and vice versa. So it's a broad both cultural factors and biological factors certainly so earlier you mentioned before that men kind of deal with substance abuse more than general mm-hmm. do you think that's the main factor or do you think there's a different factor that could be included i think that's a huge symptom of men's mental health where substance abuse normally starts from a point of self-medication and that comes from not reaching out for help at the first availability whereas men maybe the and of course this is all just conjecture but maybe the difference for substance abuse disorder would be that men are less likely to ask for help and seek out how to alleviate symptoms on their own without speaking to somebody about it and maybe that would be a good hypothesis as to why substance abuse disorder does tend to occur more in men why do you think men's mental health has not been talked about so i think we as men have to take responsibility for that where we do tend to shut down our emotions and not want to talk about it. I think that from my personal experiences, I know my wife and her sisters and her friends talk about every little detail in life where me and my buddies, we kind of talk about sports and what's going on in the world, but it's not necessarily very personal at times. And I do think that communication difference leads to it where and also it's the old mentality of stick to it just put your head down and work through any problems you have Mm -hmm. where like boys don't cry kind of mentality and I do I do think that has a negative impact on men's mental health for sure so as a school-based counselor I would say you are one to advocate for mental health and being aware in a sense Mm -hmm. what do you think the importance of talking about men's mental health and kind of broadcasting it to people are I think the significance is just every everyone can deal with anxiety and depression like it there's nothing to be 
shameful about it, it's an illness. And that's, I am really hopeful that that's the direction mental health is going. I've certainly seen it in my five years of working in the field where we are talking about mental health a lot more and more. And I think that that was a huge barrier prior where now that we're we're becoming more accepting of men are struggling with mental health issues too. And it's not necessarily something that you could deal with on your own. It's okay to ask for help. And so I am optimistic that we're moving in the right direction. There's still a lot of ground to go, but I do, I think that we are able to discuss it more openly and honestly now than we were just even a few years ago and certainly decades ago. Yeah. So speaking of, kind of reaching out. When do you think it's time for a man or anyone to reach out for help? So specifically when it comes to depression, I would say the one of the first signs is a sense of numbness. And I think this applies to both men and women equally. I think it's when you start noticing that everything that used to make you happy, it's not that it doesn't make you happy, but there's an indifference and a numbness mm-hmm. towards that activity. I think that's a huge red flag for anyone and everyone to reach out and talk to somebody about it um and so yeah yeah i think that the numbness is the big one is when you start distancing yourself from friends and activities and there's nothing wrong with changing you can become interested in different activities and everything but as long as you're getting that sense of joy and happiness from something that's a positive it's when there's an overall indifference and numbness to anything and everything i think that's got to be one of your first signs that hey something's a little off here and i need to go talk to somebody rather than again going back to the substance abuse self-medicating with substances so how can a man or a boy in a sense Mm -hmm. know if he may be struggling with mental health or really say substance abuse Mm -hmm. so any mental health broadly speaking I think it comes down to we all have to be our best advocate right so you know yourself better than anyone else when you start noticing changes in your thought process and everything where if we're talking about anxiety, it's you're just hung up on whatever that one anxious um, trigger is. If that's where your thoughts are more days than like almost all day, you're thinking about this one trigger. That's a sign to go talk to somebody. It, again, going back to that numbness and distancing yourself from friends and activities. That's another another thing. And right there, I would just say, if you have a friend that you notice is starting to distance themselves and they're not engaging in their usual activities, as guys, we have to really go out of our way to check in on that person because we know that men don't tend to be open about these kind of thoughts and feelings. So as a guy, if you see one of your friends struggling, please just reach out and ask, hey, I noticed like you haven't been coming to basketball practice or whatever it is, and just ask them if they're okay. I think that's really important. And then, I'm sorry, the question was specifically towards... Men are kind of boys in a sense like kids Mm -hmm. and how they could feel um know if they're struggling with it yeah and so and then you all you asked about specifically about substance abuse Mm -hmm. um substance abuse it really comes down to self-medicating and using a substance to purposefully alter your state of consciousness and mindset where i you (laughs) I got to be delicate with how I talk about this and of course, but it comes down to 
I'm sorry. It's 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 hard to talk. About. Yeah, it's <laughs> tough to talk about in this setting uh, mm-hmm. when we're talking about substance abuse. So, yeah, I would I would just say if you're ever self-medicating, you're purposely trying to change your mood and thoughts and feelings, and you're doing that through substances rather than going out and hanging out with friends, mm-hmm. playing video games, doing anything like that. That's where you probably have to talk to somebody. So last question, what does reaching out mean and what can they kind of expect when they do reach out? Sure, so for anyone who doesn't know, school-based is here at the school. What it is is it's myself and two other licensed therapists. We, um, we work for a company called Preferred Behavioral Health. So when you step into our office, it's like any kind of therapy setting. It's everything we talk about is completely confidential. It doesn't get reported to anyone else. And I think it's really important for everyone to know that we're down at school base. We're not there to get anyone in trouble. We're we're there to be a, a kind ear to hear out people and their thoughts and their feelings. And so yeah, and so reaching out just means I know something's not quite right, and I just want I want to get better. It's mm-hmm. a sense of I know I'm not at my absolute best right now. And again, I would go back to, if you notice some signs in your friends of distancing, not quite being themselves, reaching out goes the other way. It's reaching out to a friend to see if they're okay and how they're doing. Thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. Hey Mustangs, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Straight from the Mustangs Mouth, the Brick Memorial Podcast. We appreciate you all for listening. If you're enjoying this show, please don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button on the app you're using. Your support means the world to us. Also, if you've got a moment, leave a review. Your feedback helps us grow and reach even more people. Now, here's an exciting opportunity. If you're passionate about podcasts and want to be a part of what we do, we're always on the lookout for enthusiastic individuals to join our team. Feel free to swing by room 260 and have a chat with Mr. Stefanelli or seek out one of our student staff for more details. Once again, thank you for keeping our podcast alive. Stay tuned for more engaging content straight from the Mustang's mouth. And remember, it's always a great day to be a Mustang.